0: Hello everyone. Welcome back. Um so this is going to be part 2 um that we talked about in our last episode for therapy because we had too much to talk about and not enough time. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> We um, sure did.
0: Yeah, this is a big topic and I think that the last episode we addressed some really important stereotypes and got the conversation started um and hopefully kind of eased you into the idea of therapy if it was something you were totally like thinking might not be for you um but this week i think is really important the the rest of the conversation is still just as important because I want to talk about my journey and your journey Lauren because for anybody that has started seeking therapy maybe and it didn't work for them the first time or something and you got disheartened I think it's really important to hear from people who've gone to multiple different therapists and like tried multiple different times to um, figure out this this journey with therapy and, and it finally worked for us so um, you know. And, and even for those people who haven't tried yet and are thinking about it, I think that this is important to hear for you too because it might not work the first time. And um, so I want you to hear that from us about that journey so that you're not giving up right away if it doesn't work the first time. Agreed. Okay, so yeah. Today we're going to talk about our journeys through therapy and then um, we're also going to talk about You know why therapy is has been so helpful for us and why we recommend it to other people and then we're we're going to get into how to get started with um finding a therapist the the last episode we kind of talked about some some financial aspects of of getting started and like diverting money towards it and whatnot and and different like um methods of therapy that could be more accessible but as far as actually like mentally getting started with the idea of going to therapy and like physically finding a therapist um is kind of more what we're going to talk about in the the later half of this episode so why since i just talked for a minute or two there lauren why don't you start talking about your journey a little bit first like why why did you first start to seek out therapy
1: yeah so my journey really began at a very young age i probably started going to therapy around eight years old don't quote me on that but i think it was around that time frame i actually didn't make this decision to originally go to therapy Uh, my mom (laughs) did she made that decision for me i was facing a lot of hardships In life um, between you know my parents kind of going through some things Um, I was being bullied in school and in general I was kind of dealing with some health stuff as well I had kind of just started down some new diagnosis routes that I was trying to navigate as a young child and being able to go to therapy and talk through all of that was very helpful. So I started going to a therapist that my mom was actually seeing at the time. Um, but that therapist was able to see both adults and children. Um, sometimes therapists specialize within certain age groups or even further they specialize within certain age groups and a certain topic Mm -hmm. Um, this therapist did not was very multifaceted so they saw me and I really liked and enjoyed my first therapy sessions um, which I know I am extremely fortunate to be able to say that because a lot of people struggle finding a therapist that they really click with but I was very fortunate in the fact that I did so that was pretty much it's it was it's pretty it's uneventful Mm -hmm. to say the least but that was definitely my very first interaction with receiving therapy okay about you
0: yeah I didn't know that um like, from previous episodes, we've kind of uncovered that you had some issues with um, one of your parents, and, it, like, you were in an yes. unsafe situation. So I kind of assumed that that the therapy stemmed from that. I didn't actually know that you were getting bullied and had, and had the health issues, so.
1: Yeah. Um, kids are, in general, mean. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, so before I kind of go into my wh- – why I started seeking therapy, I – I'm curious um, because it a lot of times, like, even in our last episode, we talked about how you have to be in the mindset to go to therapy before mm. it can really be effective. So I'm just yeah. a little curious how um, having your mom put you into therapy, like, having it be her decision and not necessarily yours, um, how how it was effective or how effective was the therapy for you?
1: It was – very effective and that's actually a really great connection there that you made (laughs) um I was always somebody who liked to talk so for me expressing my feelings was never really an issue and I was pretty open about I have been open about my feelings since I feel like the day I was born I'm just naturally a very open person Mm -hmm. so having somebody that wanted to listen to me for an hour (laughs) and help me solve out some of my problems was never something that I looked at and questioned okay like it just it came very naturally to me
0: do you think it had anything to do with being eight years old that you were like a little bit more open and trustworthy than uh, somebody who's been dealing with these issues for 20 30 years and is like a bit more closed off
1: Yes and no. I've always been very guarded about who I let into my bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a really difficult time with trusting people in general. So, But you
0: were able to trust the therapist right away.
1: Yes. Hmm. I okay. knew it was my mom's therapist and I trusted my mom a lot Okay, at that point in time. And if she felt safe enough to put me in that position and she talked it through with me before I went, I felt comfortable enough. I also it was a female that was really big for me. And I knew she had kids that were my age. Um, So it kind of was just the perfect setup and case scenario where she knew how to talk to kids. I felt like I felt safe and comfortable. So it was nothing that I really, you know, questioned.
0: Okay, so that's a really important point that I just want to summarize real quick for anyone listening. Like, if you're struggling, because, like, we were going to get into how to seek therapy, like, how to get started mentally, like, mm-hmm. um, like find someone that you trust that is going to therapy and, and utilize their resources because it can help um, people who have trust issues, find someone that they trust by going through a source that they already trust um that's not something that occurred to me until you just said it but that makes a lot of sense that like you trusted your mom this was your mom helping you through this so it made sense that you had a like a, a higher layer of trust for this therapist than if you were just like put with some random therapist out of nowhere
1: yep exactly
0: okay so um that makes sense to me So as far as my journey, uh, nobody in my life that I know of really had – like therapy was not a thing when I was younger. (laughs) Um, I don't think anybody recognized that I had anything that would be helpful to be addressed with a therapist uh, except for me when I got into college. So because I started having some really serious issues – you know, the end of my high school time and into college, the first, the very first time I saw therapy was when I was in high school. I had gotten into this giant debacle of an argument with one of my friends. Like, you know, that person couldn't come to lunch if I was there because I wouldn't allow it. I was like that angry about this situation. And it was just so distressing and so um, intrusive to everything in my life at that point that I needed to seek therapy. I asked my my parents if they would help me seek therapy because I didn't – I was not functioning effectively. (laughs) Um, And I was like kind of having panic attacks a little bit about it. And so I think that my mom – found the therapist for me and I went to her and I wanted to seek therapy because I believed in therapy and I thought that it would help me because I needed something to help me because I was not okay and I went and it just completely like shattered my idea of what therapy was Um, this person my therapist was not a bad therapist um, but she and, and it's not even that we didn't click I went into it with no expectations of what it should be and I I did not feel helped at all. It wasn't like mm-hmm. – there was not anything negative that happened, that, that she didn't say or do anything that made me feel wrong. But I almost felt like um, not validated. Like, mm. like what I was going through wasn't bad enough to be – um, to, to need therapy, and, and it felt like the therapist wasn't, like, trying to dig any deeper about, you know, why this type of situation even happened in the first place, like, what was causing me to have such a strong reaction to this type of, like, she didn't really dig, she, like, listened to me really well, and she was there for me, and she, she didn't make me feel, like, um, dumb or anything, like, for feeling what I was feeling, but it didn't – I felt like because of my itty-bitty shitty committee that my my therapist now calls it, like, I felt like – she felt like I shouldn't have been there because my issues weren't bad enough. And that was, like, completely on me, but my therapist didn't really do any digging or even, like, find out that I was feeling that way. Right. So – and I also, like, I had a panic attack. I had a couple of panic attacks, like, late at night. And um, I called, like, the hotline because I, like, could, I didn't know what to do. And, like, they weren't there for me and they didn't call me back. And I just, like, felt really not helped. <laughs> so right. I gave up. I gave up. I was like, well, therapy is stupid. And... I just I just dealt with it and I just got even further into my negative beliefs of like, well, my issues aren't bad enough to go to therapy. So, you know, that was the belief that I had and then it got worse going to therapy because this particular therapist didn't um, see that in me and address it correctly. So, yeah, it's it was not good. So I gave up on therapy after the first time. So I'm glad that you – um, didn't have that experience and that you believed in it, um, continuously after going, but yeah, I didn't believe in it anymore, um, after that. I
1: feel like, to be fair, and I stated this previously, my situation was just very lucky. I know a lot of people who struggle to find the actual help that they need.
0: So, um, why did you seek it out the last time? Like, what, um, I know you You've recently stopped going to therapy because of financial reasons.
1: Yeah, which we can get into as well. Um, but, yeah, the last time I went to therapy was coming out of my long-term relationship that I was in uh, beginning of 2020. I went through a lot of stuff. I was basically seeking out therapy to help me navigate the dating world again Mm -hmm. Um, because I did not want to end up in the same situation that I had just gotten out of, A. And B, I have endometriosis and... Oh, some other things that are in the background medically that kind of interfere with a romantic life. And that can be definitely really difficult when trying to date. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I was seeking out some talk therapy to try and work through the issues that I was having because it essentially over time made me feel worthless and it made me I want to do honestly do a whole entire episode on women's health and dating because it's it's a lot yeah but for now I'll just say it is a lot to go through especially if you've had a partner in the past who's made you feel insignificant because of it and I was recovering from that and trying to figure out how to navigate a future relationship where that was not an issue um so yeah that's basically the, the reason why i went to therapy the last time
0: okay so i really want to focus on that for a minute because um you know what i was saying about my journey like my my first time yeah. seeking therapy that like it, it got into my head somehow um I mean, not somehow. One of my neg- like, main negative core beliefs is that I'm not good enough. And then that kind of spirals mm-hmm. into, like, well, my problems aren't good enough. My problems aren't important enough. I'm not important right. enough. Um, right. And so that like, that trickled into the therapy session where I was like, well, I'm not, um, you know, my issues aren't big enough to go to therapy. I, I deserve to feel like this, like, <laughs> basically. Um, other people have it worse. And so... I think unfortunately that society views and we talked about this in our relationship grief episode that society views relationship issues as like very trivial like you're being overdramatic like why are you letting it impact you so much and the like your story is like the last time you went to therapy is because you were having um, a relationship issue that was so difficult to navigate that it was like destroying part of your life like i mean Mm -hmm. if it's okay that i mentioned like i was really concerned about you during that time there there were times you called me and that you were telling me you were suicidal and like that's Mm -hmm. terrifying as someone who cares about you and um like i wanted to point that out because the last time i went to therapy was also because i was to a point where i was self-harming because of uh, a relationship that i have had just gotten out of and yep like you don't have to be to a point where you're suicidal or to a point where you're um, harming your body to to seek therapy because of a relationship. Mm-hmm. You really don't. I agree. If you if you're um, whatever it is that you're going through is damaging enough to you that it is impacting your daily life, um, then you you have every right to think to seek therapy, and your issues are important enough to seek therapy. And I agree. For anyone that is, is, has that same, like, I'm gonna, I'm getting a little bit emotional talking about it, but for anyone that has that same, like, thought in their head that their, their problems aren't important enough to be addressed because other people have it worse, whether it's about a relationship or whether it's about, you know, um, a friendship that's gone wrong or, um, you know, something, physically trauma whatever it is that you've gone through it's enough that you're feeling hurt by it to seek therapy because you deserve help you deserve to feel better you don't deserve like you don't deserve to feel that way no matter what it is that's causing it and like unfortunately society paints this picture that if you're struggling with a relationship or you're struggling with a friendship that that's um you know something that's not important enough to seek therapy for and you're like kind of minimized and
1: i feel the same way i feel like it's very minimized and i feel as though it's honestly one of the larger reasons why people struggle in life is due to relationships Mm -hmm. relationships are everything Mm -hmm. nearly everything in a person's life. And we have a whole episode on relationships. You literally have a relationship with almost any single person you come into contact with. Not romantically, but again, if you want more information on this, go back to our relationships um podcast episode. But literally every single person, a coworker, your friends, your significant other, your parents, your siblings, like every single way that you look or any There's a relationship person somewhere. that you visibly see with your eyes you have some sort of a relationship with them and when a significant person in your life parent, sibling really close friend or friend in general significant other when something is not going well it can lead to a lot of Mentally, emotionally, physically distraught thoughts and emotions. And it is a hundred percent okay and good, positive thing to get help for that, no matter what stage or issue or whatever it is you're having, because no problem is too big or too small.
0: Yeah. And Because relationships are such an important, like, everyday part of life, when when they're messed up, you're messed up. And that is very – like, society does a really good job of making us feel minimized in that. And so I want to make sure that that point comes across, that any issue you are dealing with is enough to seek therapy. If you are not happy, it is enough to seek therapy. So – um. And like kind of spiraling off of that point. So the last time like I mentioned that I went to seek therapy was because of a relationship that I had gotten out of that just absolutely broke me down to my lowest. And it again didn't help. (laughs) Like I was so low, but because I let it get to a point where I was so miserable I was like self harming. Um I knew that I needed there, like there was no longer the, um, the little bit of shit in the back of my head that said, you know, this isn't important enough. And then I, I went there and it didn't help. Like I didn't trust the therapist to really tell her that I had been self-harming. It was the, the school therapist. I was in college at that point. I was seeking the school therapist because it was free um, and I didn't Again, she was really nice. I felt like I could be friends with her in real life or something, but I didn't feel like it was helping at all to talk to her. And, like, she just gave me sheets of paper that, you know, told me how to do breathing exercises or, like, you know, squeeze a stress ball when I'm feeling certain ways. And, like, I didn't feel like the inner problems with my mind were being addressed at all. It was just, like, putting a Band-Aid on something that we didn't even know what was wrong. Um, so I gave up again. <laughs> and then I had, like, a panic attack a couple of months later. And I – it was, like, the worst panic attack I've ever had in my life. Like, I was hyperventilating. I couldn't breathe. I was, like – um like running away from people and hiding like i i was it was really bad and so i like sought emergency help from the school therapist and it was a different like they put me in an intake cuz it had been several months later and my therapist that i was seeing i don't think was there anymore and i was like i need to see someone now like i don't know how to help myself i'm like i can't I, like i and they put me in this, like, intake appointment with this person who wasn't even going to be my therapist. And instead of, like, telling me how to talk myself down from the panic attack, they were just, like, it was just, like, this generic intake appointment. And I'm, like, I am boiling internally. Like, I feel like I'm melting inside. Like, why are – this is not helping me. Oh, my me. gosh.
1: <laughs> it was horrible. That's terrible. It was. That's terrible.
0: Like, they didn't give me a single strategy to assist the panic attack. It was just a like he was reading off of a sheet of paper um like with this like you know what's your family medical history, what's your like therapy history, have you ever been on any meds? Like I was so angry after that that I gave up again on therapy for a while.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Um but it was I don't was, blame you.
0: Yeah, but it was it was really bad. My life was awful. Like I I was not in a good place and I still needed help but but therapy wasn't working so eventually they had me try group therapy and in the group therapy was actually where I something clicked for me and I stopped giving up on therapy because Mm. there were several people in that circle of people that were there Because they were broken down from a romantic relationship. And so seeing that there were other people that were there for the same reason that I was there. Made something click in my brain like, oh, like, wow, my issue is important enough. Like, and that's when I started to, like, believe again in therapy. Because that group therapy session really helped me more than any of the other previous therapy sessions with individual therapists did.
1: I'm glad you were able to have that. I, from a personal standpoint, I've never, I've gone, I shouldn't say never, I have gone to group therapy before, but I have not found um, nearly as much help as I have when going to individual therapy, but I know for some people group therapy almost works better or makes more light bulb moments happen Mm -hmm. and I'm really glad that it was able to be there for you and other people like you
0: yeah and and also like I'm not just talking about my therapy journey because I want to talk about it I had three incredibly negative experiences and like one really really problematic experience with therapy um right three three separate over several years over several months attempts to seek therapy that failed miserably and Mm -hmm. um you know i was i was still just sick of being unhappy so i kept going back because i had no other resource to help me besides like that was the only thing i knew of because mental health was not something that we really talked about in my family that that's really talked about anywhere ever that's not like (laughs) like in school they weren't like you know if you're struggling with some with something here are some tools to use the only thing i'd ever seen on tv or heard of was therapy so this continuous like feeling horrible um the only the only resource i had was therapy so even though it failed miserably three times i kept going and and thankfully i finally found a match um several years after the group it was I think probably a year and a half or two years after I went to that group therapy that I finally found my current therapist who is my saving grace
1: how did you find your current therapist
0: um and so that that kind of leads into the next um section of like how do we how do you start with finding a therapist um so, like, Lauren and I kind of talked about that the first couple of times it was it was done for us. Like, you your mom did it. I'm pretty sure my mom found that first um, person for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I used the school counselors the second times, and that was because that was the resources that were, like, made clearly available to me. Right. But the first time that I found, like, I went to find a therapist on my own was when I found this person that I'm with now. And um, I did a lot of research and I had some other people in my life at that point who were seeking mental health um, help as well. And so thankfully, I had that resource. But like the the worst thing is when you're feeling horrible and you have no resources, which is what I think Mm -hmm. most people go through, um, Mm -hmm. which is why we want to be that resource for were you um but yeah the re- the way i was able to find my person is that um i knew other people at that time that were also seeking mental health help and they led me in a, in a direction that helped me find the person so they gave me i think like three different places that um they knew of that they that they had friends that were going to these different places and like what this person thought about them And that was just, like, the starting point that I needed. So then I took those places and I started researching the therapists. Like, I went online. I started researching the therapists that they had there. And there was this site that I used that I actually sent to one of my friends um, recently that has, like, every issue you could think of, like, listed on there. And you click all the ones that apply to you. And then it, like, matches you with, people who um, specialize in those issues near you. And I used that. And I it was really helpful to see the list of things there because I'm like, oh, yeah, I struggle with that and that. and But, like, I at that point hadn't gotten therapy enough to where I knew what I struggled with. So it was right. so nice to see that list there of, like, um, negative self-thoughts about body yup check and I didn't necessarily know what they all were but they had some little descriptions with them and it it made it easy for me to like oh yeah I felt that thing so I checked the box and it matched me up to this therapist at one of the places that my friend had mentioned he knows people went to
1: right
0: so I called the office and I said I want to meet with this therapist because I think she matches what I need and um you know, when can I, how do I get started? So I called them and they told me this therapist was booked up and, you know, you can't see her basically. And I was crushed. (laughs) Um, so that's like, we made a note on here that even if you, you know, do all the research, it doesn't always end up the way that you expected. And I'm super happy that it ended up the way that it did because I sort of accidentally got matched with my current therapist because I did all the research for this one person called the office and said, they told me that they, that I couldn't see this person cause they were booked up, but that they had just gotten this new person in and they sent me her information and that they think that um, if this person was a good fit for me, that, that this new person would be a good fit for me as well. And I was really reluctant, but I was also very defeated at how many hours I had spent researching to have it all be like, you know, I called and then they didn't have any availability. Right, right. So uh, I just was like, you know what? Sure. Let's just go with this therapist (laughs) Um, because I don't want to spend another, you know, eight hours researching another therapist to call and have them tell me I can't see that person either.
1: Yep, totally understandable.
0: Um, so, I met with her, and immediately, like, the first session, I, like, don't remember the first session, but I know, like, the first session I felt helped right away. And there was an element of intake to it, because it was the first appointment, and and you Mm -hmm. have to really do that when you see a new person. But there was also, like, she was asking me questions and, like, trying to get deeper into my thoughts and why I act certain mm-hmm. ways and feel certain things. And immediately I right. felt, like, validated and helped. And um, I think that you really do know in the first couple of sessions whether this person is going to be able to help you or not.
1: Agree. Sorry,
0: that was so long, but I feel like it was all necessary.
1: Yeah. No, I'm I'm glad that you were able um... – to find that. I will say as I got older, I did actually find a second therapist. So I had my first one when I was little. And then when I kind of became like mm, late teenage years, I did switch to a new therapist. Um, not because I didn't like my old one. Um, but just purely for the fact that like, they were closer, like, it was just, it worked out better in the long run. Um, and I really clicked with them, too, and it was a referral from a doctor, and I just basically got lucky, was mm-hmm. honestly my, my thing, um, and so, yeah, I haven't really struggled with that, but psychiatrists, mm-hmm. let me tell you, whole different ball game. um, I had one when I was younger, when I first got my ADHD diagnosis, and she was wonderful. Really, really liked her, but did not take any form of insurance and Mm. had to pay astronomical amounts of money to see her. So we did that while I was little, and then my primary care physician was able to prescribe my medications so I kind of moved away from that and then I had a complete and total mental breakdown um and I actually went to a mental health hospital um mm. one of the most interesting experiences I have faced with my mental health journey and I I you would think I would feel helped there but I felt almost the exact opposite Hmm. I felt like they were just pill pushing and I had group therapy there every single day and I felt like I couldn't relate at all and they were going over topics that I felt fine on and I could only see my individual like Um, social worker I think maybe once to twice a week for like 30 minutes Mm -hmm. and all that social worker did was ask me you know where I was at and it didn't help at all so I, I mainly went there for the psychiatry because I needed meds really fast and it's hard to get into a psychiatrist fast or at least where we are So then, when that didn't work, I actually stopped going, like, beginning of treatment um, in that facility. And my mom had found me a psychiatrist who was willing to see me within the next 24 hours after stopping that. And it was not a good match, but I was able to get medications. And I was able to actually sit down and talk to somebody and they were kind of willing to listen to me and it felt better than the mental um, health hospital. The mental health hospital. And they also took my insurance. So it was a band-aid for the moment. Well then the medication I got put on made me gain about forty pounds within eight months. Mm. And that was awful. And it fed into my endometriosis. It fed into like a whole bunch of other things. And so I came off that medication. After that happened, I saw him for a little while longer. Because I didn't really know of any other resources. And I did end up on a medication um, that I'm actually still currently on. But... That psychiatrist ended up putting me on two medications, a second one for like panic attacks and to save me and my panic attacks. Mm-hmm. And I ended up finding out from a, the pharmacy that I went to to fill these prescriptions that it was extremely unsafe for me to be on both of them at the same time. Ugh. And I confronted the psychiatrist about this information and he basically laughed and said, well, they're not the doctor's. At which point I immediately stopped going because I did not feel safe. Um, yeah.
0: pharmacists know how drugs interact like if like one of the like little known facts is if you if you want to know like side effects of your drug, like call the pharmacy. Right. They know. Right. It's their job to right. know.
1: Yes. So I found that very discomforting and I ended up going because I the big problem is money. And so I ended up going through my insurance company to find a psychiatrist within my area I went there for I think two appointments and she almost made me cry within halfway through the first appointment and she bashed my lifestyle she it, it was just it was awful like it was just straight-up awful and I If you ever feel judged in that type of an environment, leave immediately. Yeah. Like, please do that. I did not, but please do, looking back on it, and I wish I did. So then I felt kind of how you felt. I felt defeated. Extremely, extremely, extremely defeated because I had been through not only a hospital, but now two different psychiatrists after that who also were not great. Mm Mm-hmm. So finally, I made the decision to basically swallow money and go back to the original practice I went to when I was little and pay someone out of pocket there to help me figure my stuff out. Um, And I'm still at that point. I would eventually really like to find somebody who takes my insurance. But at the moment, I actually feel helped and listened to, so I'm just currently paying out of pocket.
0: Yeah. So, um, I was not expecting this episode to go as long as it has... Um, we're going to kind of wrap it up here because we are over time, but like, I really think everything that we've talked about is so important, um, because it's so easy to get discouraged with anything, especially when you don't have very many resources and like when mental health and therapy isn't something that has been, um, very prominent in your life. (laughs) Um, and like when you go through several things, even when it has, it is prominent in your life that just fail. So uh, I hope that that listening to our journeys through this um, has has helped you if you are either you know at therapist number two that failed or <laughs> psychiatrist number two that failed or whatever um, or if you're worried about like you know going to someone and then having it not work like that was one of the stereotypes that we addressed it might not work the first t- first time or the first three times like but um, mm-hmm. it is a resource that does work if you find someone that matches you um right so if there's anything that i want people to take away from this episode is don't give up because your mental health is worth it it is and you deserve to be happy so
1: you everybody does so yes i hope that hearing our story will give you the courage to keep keep swimming (laughs) just keep swimming (laughs) and eventually find that person for you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess, like, the, the biggest – like I said, like, the biggest takeaway from, like, the journey is don't give up, but also the biggest thing about, like, how to seek someone is uh, find resources around you. Like, like talk to the people around you and see if there's anyone that can offer a referral. Right. If there's any yep. – any way that you can find a place that you, um, that someone you know trusts, like that, that may Agreed. be a, a good first step into finding a person, so.
1: Agreed. All okay. right. bye. <laughs> yep. See you later. Bye-bye.